A new security deal the United States has signed with Papua New Guinea will inevitably make the country more militarized. Last week, the PNG Parliament was called on to ratify the Shiprider Agreement and the Defence Cooperation Agreement signed last month in Port Moresby by the US Secretary of State Antony Blinken and PNG Defence Minister Win Daki. Don Wiseman spoke with a University of PNG political scientist currently studying at the Australian National University, Michael Kabuni, and began by asking him if the deal is good for Papua New Guineans. Well, there are two sides to everything. I think much of the debate is driven by misinformation, a lack of information, and the government being very secretive about the deal and not releasing the information earlier. So, yeah, when you look at the deal, part of it comes with what they call the ship rider agreement, which allows U.S. and PNG marine military personnel to ride on each other's ship, but mostly for PNG Navy and observers to ride on the U.S. Navy. And much of the concerns around PNG's marine security has been its huge exclusive economic zone. So it's about 2.7 million kilometers square. And Papua New Guinea hasn't had a ability or capacity to manage its borders. So we really don't know what goes on on the fringes of Papua New Guinea's borders, marine border that is. The recent increase in drugs being found in PNG, drugs like cocaine, 500 kilograms of cocaine bust in PNG, I think it was in 2020, and methamphetamine, increasing cases of methamphetamine found in PNG, and these are not natural products that are naturally found in PNG. So we know it's coming from overseas. PNG is acting as a transit kind of point for these illicit drugs to enter, mostly because of unregulated borders. So the deal in itself, in a way, helps Papua New Guinea address these challenges that Papua New Guinea hasn't had a, had a capacity to uh, address before. Because of the size of that EEZ, if the Americans are going to effectively police it, they're going to have to have so many vessels there. It's, it sounds crazy. Yeah, that's the other side of the coin, right? U.S. history around the world is whenever they sign a deal with another country, especially if it's a it's a developing poor country, that region becomes heavily militarized, whether it's in the Middle East, even if it's some country relatively uh, powerful like Pakistan, or even in the Pacific Islands, you can take Guam, for instance. It becomes heavily militarized. And it is naive to think that Australia and especially the United States is, is coming into the Pacific with the sole purpose of helping the Pacific. And I don't know what it is. I, I think the politicians, especially PNG politicians, are either too naive or the benefits are just too much for them to ignore. So the deal between Papua New Guinea and United States comes with more than 400 million USD uh, support. This is money that James Marape wouldn't turn down. It's money he needs. And for that purpose, uh, studying PNG politics and uh, the, the behavior of PNG politicians for the last five years, when I heard that it comes with 450 million USD, I knew from the outset that this deal would be signed. 
and not only for the benefits. And as as an analyst, I see the benefit of securing PNG's borders. Uh, but even if it wasn't for PNG's borders and securing its security, this deal would have been signed because of the amount of money that's attached to it. This money is presumably going to go into these camps, which are effectively going to be little bits of America scattered around PNG, aren't they? There's no immediate benefit that's going to accrue to PNG from that money. Well, part of the part of the agreement is the U.S. military will have unlimited access to the main ports of PNG. So both valves and and marine ports, uh, as well as airports and airstrips. And there is a massive infrastructure going on at the moment in in Manus that will allow U.S. Uh, Navy to park. So you're right. The the money we we don't know the breakdown of the funds. How much would be used? for guaranteeing the security, the marine borders of Papua New Guinea, and how much would be used for infrastructure. Yeah, like I said, if you look at the experience of the United States elsewhere, you're probably right that a huge chunk of that money will go into building these infrastructures so that the United States can access it. There's a lot of emphasis on Manus Island, which is very far north of the rest of PNG, isn't it? An old American Air Force base there. Yeah, you're right. Much of what's happening is is shaped by history, especially the Second World War and the Cold War and what happened in the 1960s with Malaysia and Indonesia, or what came to be known as Confrontasi. And PNG, among all Pacific Island countries, proved to be a very important battle zone in reversing uh, the Japanese forces during the Cold War. Uh, it was regarded as the buffer zone between communism and Australia. Uh, PNG was... This country bordering all the Southeast Asian countries falling under communism. And Manus in particular is an important strategic piece of real estate in the Pacific. It proved to be very important in the Japanese, U.S. uh, and Allied war in the 1940s, 1942. So, you know, if there's going to be any island uh, that, let's say, China had to secure to be able to advance south uh, and into the Pacific, that would be Manus. Uh, and it's also this island, if you wanted to build up your military forces and installation and to guarantee the security of the southern uh, hemisphere, it has to be Manus. So, yeah, Manus is becoming this very important island in Papua New Guinea, both Australia and, and China is also interested in that. So there is talks that apart from US and, and, and Australia building a naval base in Manus, China is building a commercial one. But when you look at the and this applies to not only Manus, but, but the Pacific. When China gets involved in building wolves, though it, you know, it appears to be a wolf for commercial ships to park, it's built with the equipment to all military naval ships. So even though it appears to be a commercial infrastructure or just another infrastructure, the equipment that's used, the measurement, the specifications that goes into building this can easily accommodate a military military seat. That was University of PNG political scientist Michael Carboni, and we'll hear more on his take on the U.S. security deals later on in the week.